Do not worry. But Osi, like well, comment so away. يعني اللي بيشوفك بيقول عنك شو طاري انت بالليلو نيحايا Hey folks, new episode of the podcast, how's it going? I'm Anthony, you chilling? I'm kind of chilling, we got Elijah here, how's it going Elijah? It's going fine, انت كيفك Nur folks, Nur couldn't make it. She got into like a small car car accident. She's fine. She's safe. She just has a little bit of some scrapes and scratches, but she'll be safe. Whoever was driving and put her in danger, we're watching you. All right, whoever that, whoever you are, you're being irresponsible. So watch out. We're glad you're safe. Everybody, hatu some 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 wishes, some good wishes in the comments. Let Nur know you're thinking of her. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, we have a lot. I know we've been saying that every week, but Sanjad, it is a stacked week. Okay, we're going to talk about um, the Lebanese John Q holding up a bank to get his money back. Uh, Bassem Sheikh Hassan. Uh, Explorer Nico's sister hit us up, hit us back with a comment. Uh, she's not happy about what he said about what we said about her brother last week. Gordon Ramsay's getting canceled by Gen Z. Uh, Gino Raide and Jad Rissen had a good old fashioned Twitter beef. Big old Twitter battle, Twitter fight. We haven't seen one of those in a long time. Gino uh, is a patron of the channel, so that's going to be a fun one to talk about. Uh, come in a whole bunch of things. Uh, more Melika Tau in France. There's a new anti-gay page. There's a whole lot of things. It's going to be crazy, so stick around. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. But before we get into any of these fun topics, please take a second to like the video. Leave a comment. Your engagement, Hashtag engagement. is very helpful for a small channel like ours. And... Uh, subscribe to the channel. Become a Do Not Warrior. Help us get to 10,000 subscribers. That would be beautiful. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of support and asking you guys to do stuff, Patreon. We love our patrons. We love them so much because, uh, as you guys might notice, Elijah's using a new camera. Uh, we were able to get a brand new camera. We got a, uh, a Canon M50 Mark II. Thanks to the patrons. We love you guys. And let me take a second to thank some brand new patrons. Uh, ooh, these names. Wait, wait. We also got a new ring light. Oh, that's right. We also got a new ring light. Uh, so, you know, daddy's been spending some money and uh, daddy appreciates the patrons help uh, because, you know, daddy left his full-time job. And I want to thank Fabien Abu Musa as a brand new blonde patron. Welcome, Fabien. Welcome to the family. And folks, a brand new God-tier patron, Muhammad Naamani. We, we love you guys, God-tier patrons. And you guys are... Are brilliant. We love you. You're supporting the channel on such a big level. And let me thank some other God tier patrons like Jessica Ann, Melting Around, Muhammad Zain, and Muhammad Namani. Thank you guys. We love you. Some other lovely patrons Dr. William Watfa, The Boobs Doctor, Joey To, Danny Karam, Meher Krikorian, Mo K, Omar Musalli, Jad Al Haj, and Jad Al Haj. We got two Jad Al Haj. Uh, thank you guys. We love all of you. If you guys would like to support us on Patreon, support. Help me get new equipment, support my upcoming Joseph Merab documentary, help support some vlogs, let me pay my interns their salaries. We do a lot thanks to you guys, so if you want to consider helping the small independent channel, we really appreciate it. Check out the link in the description. Uh, with oh, oh, one, more, one more quick plug, uh, episode 69. Whoa. Nice, uh, exciting episode. It's 69, everybody loves that number. Uh, and it's going to be the Do Not Worry Awards Volume 2. It's been a year since we did Volume 1. I'm very excited to do Volume 2. It's very overwhelming because there's a lot to do. 
we, we got to work on the nomination, the nominees, the categories. There's a whole lot to do. But episode 69 is going to be a big bonanza. So expect that coming soon on the channel. We're almost there. No, do not worry. Words I haven't joined the podcast. What it was one of my favorite episodes. Fala being a part of it. I, I could use the help for the second one because the first one was a nightmare to do by myself. And it, it's, it still is one of my favorite episodes, to be honest with you. It's the one that like I'm most proud of. And I want to try to outdo it. So we're going to have a... We have big shoes to fill, my own shoes to fill, and they're literally big. I have big feet, so we're going to have to do that. Before we start, just a few random things. Okay, there's a lot to talk about. A uh, longtime viewer of the show, Tare Tammo, uh, just got married. So, hey, let's celebrate that. Here's Tare and Nu. It's been all over Twitter. Congratulations, Tare. I hope you guys are watching this. Uh, thank you for being such a loyal viewer of the show and a patron. So, Mabruk, wish you guys the best. Also, uh, as you guys might know, I've been talking a lot about how my Instagram keeps recommending like really creepy stuff. Like I swear to God, man, I looked at I must have looked at one reel of a hot woman once on my Instagram, and now I just get these creepy ass uh, suggestions all the time, which look like porn. Like if I'm looking at my Instagram, if you hadn't I genuinely look like a fucking creep. So people don't believe me. So here, literally, I've been screenshotting my recommendations so that people see exactly what I'm fucking getting, bro. So look at these suggested reels. Old man dancing. Most of the time when you click them and you watch them, it's not necessarily like sex related or something. It's just like a misleading cover. But still, you got a woman shoving a carrot down her fucking throat. A lady who's like in a, in a thong. Another one. You got a lady with just big boobs. This one. You got like a, what looks to be like a threesome about to take place. Another one with a topless woman just chilling on a couch. That's why I have trust issues. Like that one. That's why I have trust issues. She actually ended up like jumping into a crowd, so it's not sexual, but looking at the cover, it looks sexual. Here's more. Like, what is this? Look at this lady over here. So I, I had to click one of them. I'm like, wait, let me watch like a couple of these just, just to see if they actually are porn. I went into this lady's profile. This lady's called uh, I am Reen Winter. Okay, Ren, Renee Carb. I don't know what the fuck her name is. Okay, here's one of her videos that I watched. This is what Instagram and Mark Zuckerberg and their millions and billions of dollars. This is what their genius algorithm fucking shoves down my throat. Check this out. Hey, babe, can you open this? Oh, yeah, sure, babe. Look. <laughs> this is a hard one. Look at this quality, quality content that I'm getting on my Instagram recommendations. <laughs> what the fuck? That's it, man. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Instagram, خلاص, we need to stop. Okay? Well, speaking of Instagram, I was looking through my uh, my stories yesterday. We got a, we got Joseph Shada reposting a picture with his boy Ryan with the caption, bros before hoes. I never thought I'd live to see the day where Joseph Shada is using bros before hoes on an Instagram story. I don't know. Brought a brought a smile to my face, I would say. How about you? What do you think about the bros before hoes? Do you agree with the, the, the bros before hoes uh, philosophy? My wife, I, I think. You have to. Come on, bro. I think so, yeah. Yeah, come on. Bros before hoes. Uh, finally, folks, there was this random guy, Dawik Ashbe. I saw him on Nur Hajar stories. You know, I love I love me some some weird randos. Uh, this guy's teaching you uh, how to make an herbal mix to uh, have better sex. You know, get better boners, make better love to your wife. Let's go. ناخذ من بذور الشيا ملعقه صغيره وناخذ خمسه من اليانسون النجمه مع الزنجبيل بنحط الزنجبيل واليانسون النجمه بقلب ركوه صغيره 
بنغليهم وبنحط معهم سنان توم، سنان توم بنقصهم بالنص، بنحطهم بيغلوا لفترة تقريبا 8 دقائق، بعد 8 دقائق بنشيلهم، بنشيل الزوم تبعهم، بنحط الملعقة الصغيرة تبع بذور قشية بقلبها وبنغطيها، بنتركها فترة ربع ساعة مغطية، بعدين بنشيل الغطا بنحط فوق منها ملعقة عسل السنديان وبناخذها، هيدي ثلاث مرات بالاسبوع بتتاخذ، يوم ايه يوم لا، يوم ايه يوم لا، ورح تشوفوا نتيجة جدا رائعة، الرجال رح يكون عندهم انتصاب طول النهار. انتصاب شو يعني؟ like a boner؟ yeah. means boner. That's is that imagine pro- riding your wife ريحة تم مكتوم يعني ما بعرف. That's the least of your problems if you have boners all day, bro. You know what I mean? The garlic هيدا is fine, but it's a bit much. You know, it's like those commercials in the states where um, erectile dysfunction. Like if you have a boner that lasts for longer than four hours, call your doctor immediately. I think you need gonna have to call your doctor if this thing is as potent as this man. But other than the garlic, it sounded pretty good. To be honest with you guys, hey, the lasal belakhir kafain. The garlic, it sounds good. La, but the lasal as a final touch, and I liked it. As you guys all know, last Thursday when we released our last episode, en uh, parallèle, like there was a, there was a shit was going down at the bank. Okay, Bassam El Sheikh Hassan, just a Lebanese citizen, went up to his bank with guns and basically held the place up, demanding that they give him his two hundred, his two hundred thousand dollars. His dad was in the hospital. Uh, needed an emergency surgery for $50,000. Here, let me try to open this up and, and read this stuff. This is a Vice article. Man becomes public hero after holding up bank to withdraw his own money. Bassam al-Sheikh Hussein was hailed by some in Lebanon despite taking bank workers hostage during a six-hour siege, indicating the scale of the country's total financial meltdown. Let's read a little bit more. A six-hour bank siege ended with an armed man being allowed to walk out of the bank with $30,000 and an unlikely hero status despite holding six people at gunpoint. Bassam al-Sheikh, uh, who's 42 years old, marched into a Beirut bank on Thursday afternoon, brandishing a shotgun and a can of gasoline, threatening to light himself on fire if he was not allowed to withdraw $200,000 that he had stored in the bank. When his demand was refused, he shouted at employees that he needed the money to pay for his family's hospital bills. Uh, we have a couple of those videos. Uh, trigger warning, they could be a little scary. It's a guy with a gun, you know, yelling at people. As you can see, chaos and pandemonium. Uh, here's another video. Uh, people, have, they're trying to like calm him down, etc. They're asking him to you know, let out a hostage. Anyways, here we have a backstory here. What is this? Oh, okay, so here I think that's his brother or his neighbor kind of explaining what the deal is. Okay. I don't think the shotgun was the bank's shotgun. I think he came with the shotgun. But yeah, you guys get the idea. Honestly, by most people, he was kind of hailed a hero. I honestly think what he did was very badass and very heroic. Elijah, I think you might disagree. Uh, but if you've seen John Q, I keep calling him the Lebanese John Q. What is the story of John Q? It's a movie starring Denzel Washington. Kind of based on a true story, not officially, but something similar happened, I think, in Canada in 1998. 
a dad goes into a, a, a hospital, an ER section. His kid has a very severe heart problem. They don't have insurance to pay for the surgery. No one helps the guy. He literally goes in there with a gun. He's like, you guys are going to operate on my son or I'm going to kill all of you motherfuckers. Uh, they end up saving his son. He ends up going to jail at the end of the movie, but he's hailed a hero because the the um, the the healthcare system is so fucked up and 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 uh, and the corrupt in the states and everything. So you can't help but feel for that man. I like most people can't help but feel for a guy like Bassam because his money was literally stolen from him, much like all our money. Uh, his dad was gonna die if he didn't get a life-saving surgery. So if you can't get your money any other way. What are you supposed to do? And I think we are all cowards. We are all, sorry for using the term pussies, because all we do is complain about the shit on Twitter. The bank's got my money. What? This man was like, you know what? I need to get my fucking money back. So he grabbed a fucking gun. He went into the bank. Is it going to be a little bit scary for the people that are there? Absolutely. He threatened to like burn himself and burn everyone at the bank. That would have been horrible. Do I feel bad for bank employees? Unpopular opinion. No. They're part of the fucking problem. If you work at a bank, you are helping a bunch of criminals cover up the fucking huge theft that they did. Can a bank employee, and Shuzembo, I know. Uh, my mom's a bank employee. So let me tell you. Uh. So let me, t yeah, don't worry. There's a lot of people that I know. Uh, bank employees are kind of very much complicit in what happens, especially bank managers. The higher level you get, uh, the less I kind of like you. Uh, we love Elijah's mom. We love you. We stand you. Uh, mm. have, trust me, big fans of the show are bank employees. Basinno, this man, honestly, he ended up walking out of there with 30,000. Now he's held, if I'm not mistaken, he's still in prison. He's, on a, he's doing a hunger strike because uh, the bank is trying to sue him, even though they said they wouldn't sue him. They lied and went back on their promises to him. Um, it's a fucked up situation. Here, and here's a very bad take that I saw on Twitter that I kind of dunked on. The people applauding the man, you do realize the people he's holding hostage and scaring to death right now are also Lebanese citizens and the issue is out of their hands. Yeah, bro, but this is a man taking the situation back into his own hands and uh, more power to you. And banks should be very afraid. This will definitely start happening more often. And that's my take. What, about, what do you think? I don't know. I personally think what he did was utterly stupid. Yeah. Technically, he got $30,000 out, bro. That went towards. Since he's captured. I think his brother took them. I think the money's safe. That money has been went towards what it was supposed to go. And 30000 is better than nothing, bro. Still, but regardless, he put people at like risk. He might not be able to control a gun. You can still at the risk. He put people. Well, no, personally, my mom's a bank employee. She's just an no, she's just an accountant, mm -hmm. secretary. Sorry, mom. But uh, I would never want my mom to be in such a position. Of course. What you mentioned earlier, no, you keep in utricle bank. I'm sure. And I'm just she'll end up unemployed. So not every bank employee can simply eh, but utricle. I know it's corrupt. Absolutely, that makes sense. Fair point. But I think, you know, I think bank employees were definitely, the higher ups were definitely complicit. I think that, sure, you can get hurt with a gun, but people not being able to get their money out of a bank has caused so much more hurt than six people getting accidentally shot in a bank. Do you know how many people are dying every day because they can't get their money out and they can't afford surgeries? They can't afford X and Y. If he had killed everyone in that bank, the casualties would have been, been much less than the amount. My parents had to leave the country. My parents... All of their savings are stuck at the bank. They're now essentially moneyless. 
Okay, so fuck the government. So I'm not going to feel bad for that. If my parents got into a financial emergency and they couldn't get their money out, what would have happened to them? One of them might have died. So a lot of people are dying from this, but it's not as obvious as a man shooting them down at a bank. There are other consequences. So yeah, it always, and I tweeted about it. I'm like, I hope no one gets hurt. But the man had to fucking do what he had to, and he had to fucking, if you don't threaten people, and, and if you don't take hostages, what's going to stop the police from swarming the bank and taking you? But again, keep in mind, for that have like heart risks, or she is a chef, like, man, thinking, man, do you see free, see, man, it's every day. What he did was very irresponsible, in my opinion. Million shots, mitlo, and be see free, yet, you know. And we're all cowards, and we're sitting at home taking. We are cowards, but you know. We deal with shit and we move on, I guess. We shouldn't. No one should deal with... Bro, he got 30 grand. It's not going to change shit. The government is corrupt. That guy has $30,000 that he didn't have. So you keep saying nothing's going to change. Guy will have he, made, he doesn't care. He, so far, he was willing to die. So he doesn't even care. He wanted to get that money for his dad. And he was able to do that. I think that is admirable. I think... Uh, you, bro, you gotta, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Like, we love complaining and we then we complain. No one's doing a revolution anymore. So we don't do shit. That's cool. And if someone goes down and takes matter, matters into his own hands. And I think you're a little biased because your mom works at a bank. If your mom didn't work at a bank, I think you might be a little bit less biased. Like, no, until you were at the bank, if you had a fucking gun and Bro, he has 100% my support. I'm like, how do I back you up, bro? How do I help you get your money back? Help me get some of my money back too. 100%, he's got my fucking... I have his back. I'll be scared shitless. But ultimately... Dude, I completely understand why he's doing this. I like for someone to do what he did, of course, man. He was willing to lose it all. If the guy has $200,000 at a bank, that means he did something right in his life. He sold a piece of land, something. They earned that money. Okay. So, I don't know. It's a complicated issue. It's not black and white. You see, he brought up a good point about employees. It's, hey, I think the guy's a hero. I think he puts all of us to shame because all we do is fucking complain and nag. Um, he did it first and now we can't do it anymore because he fucking, you know, he, he nutted up and he fucking did it. Let's talk about something less controversial that we can maybe both agree on. Explorer Nico. We talked about him last week. Um, we're not going to agree on this. <laughs> we're not going to agree on this? Camena? Let's see. Uh, so Explorer Nico, I talked about him last week. He's the Fejetne guy. Uh... I don't think I don't think I was too harsh on him, but I do. I think I was a little harsh. I said he had no charisma, and I said he had no personality. I think it was a bit harsh to say he has no, no, no personality. No, harsh. Like Anna, I just felt bad about what she said. But you know, what you, yeah, you know, what one does she on social media? He's gonna expect criticism for. No, no, that's. But I think like. I'm allowed to say he has no charisma. You can just see him right there. You're like, yeah, no charisma. But his personality, I don't know the guy. So I think that was a little harsh. Anyways, we talked about Explorer Nico. Uh, and we got a, a comment that same night by his sister. So first of all, uh, we, we never go for anyone's like family. Family is off limits. Absolutely. We're not like, you know, this is, we're just going to read the comment. If, if, actually, I think it's sweet that, that she left a comment. I think it's ill-advised. Now, never, usually if, if I talk about someone, their friends or their family should never reply because it's you're giving me ammo to like, you know, just use against anyone. And it's like a vulnerability. I, okay, we're not going to do that. I'm not, believe it or not, Millie Joe, I'm not an asshole. Not that she's watching. That was probably... So let's just read her comment first. Hi, my first time watching any of your videos. I'm guessing it's the last. 
Uh, don't mean this in an offensive manner, but I take it to great offense when someone mentions a member of my family. And maybe my brother doesn't even care about your comments, and maybe he doesn't approve of me writing you this. Uh, let me say he probably doesn't approve of you writing you this, but anyways, let's continue. Anyway, mocking his fijan is okay. You clearly don't get the joke. If, if it's a joke, it's not funny. Let me, can I just say that? If it's a joke, what kind of joke is that? What's the punchline? What's supposed to be funny about it? Please enlighten me. But saying he has zero personality and nothing to do in life except making videos on social media is so far off. Little correction, I did say he has no personality, but I did not say he has nothing to do in life except making videos. I said that his claim to fame was just saying Fijan. I have no idea what he does in life. One of you mentioned my brother is an engineer and probably one of the smartest men with... I don't know why she wrote men like that. Is it like... It's like a Jordan Peterson type thing. Do you like Jordan Peterson? What do we do without men? I've seen in Lebanon. So he's one of the most... He's one of the smartest men I've seen in Lebanon. And I don't know you personally, but he never made fun of anybody to gain popularity. So that speaks a little a little about his character. And I'm guessing that speaks a little bit about my character. Meli Joe, again, you're a sister, you're family. Uh, you're here to defend your brother. I think that's sweet. I think that's honorable. Thank you for your comment. I disagree with some of the points you made. Uh, I, look, I think it could have been a little harsh for me call, saying he has no personality. I think the charisma thing, he's got no charisma, okay? And just this week, he dropped a new video where he literally was paid by a hotel to go say how great the hotel is. So please, let's stop pretending that this content is, is good. And by the way, you said first time watching any of my videos. If you like your brother's videos, you would never watch my show. My show isn't made for people who like your brother's content. No offense. But, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, but I, I, do, I do appreciate the message. Uh, I do appreciate the comment. Uh, I appreciate someone sticking up for their brother or sister. You know, that's I have. I have. Abela, old... Arif, how did you know? Like I'm talking on his videos. It got to her, man. It got someone sent it. I have. An, I have an older sister. You know what I mean? Like I, I know what it's like. But what's funny? So first, then I left. I had to leave a response. I wrote Fijatina bel comment. What else could I have written? I think it was the the logical comment. I, I was Fijatina, Hanjad. But then, what was really funny is that Ryan, folks, Joseph Shada's best friend, came in with a comment of his own. He's like, خيك لو انجينير او بالنازع عم بيجري سحاله لو محلي كنت حكيت معه بالموضوع. Now, I was going to leave a comment. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reply to this later. But I found it hilarious because I'm like, out of all people, Ryan, who's Joseph Shada's best friend, shouldn't leave a comment like that. But who replies? Meli Jo, uh, you know, Nick's, Nicolas' sister. She says, Ryan says the guy who spends every single night on TikTok with people half his age. <laughs> She torched them. She torched them. Ryan, I know you watch the show all the time, and I'm sorry. I had to like her comment, bro. She, like, t torched you. Even I responded to Ryan, like, as Joseph Shada's best friend, and as he embarrasses himself all the time online, you really, this was not your place to leave this comment. I just found it funny. Like, she was really ruthless, and I even told her that was a ruthless comment. So, Millie Joe, I'm sorry. Uh, I, will, I got nothing good to say about your brother's content. Uh, didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I admire you for, for defending your brother. Next time, I, I would advise anyone against doing that just because you're giving me just more, you know, content. But yeah, what, so what, what do you have to do? No, we agreed, apparently. Like, and I felt bad for her, like, in my soft side, and my sister would have done the same. Yeah, no, no. I like, wouldn't have wanted her to do the same. Of course, yeah, yeah, don't. Like, ask him. If you had asked him, he would have told you, don't do it. But, I don't know. Anyways. Maybe, maybe I'm an asshole. I don't know. Am I an asshole? Could be. The good kind. Good kind of asshole. Yeah, the you, kind you want to watch. You need you need an asshole like me. You know, just but the kind of... Hey, you could just keep everybody on their toes a little bit. Gordon Ramsay is getting canceled by Gen Z. So Gordon Ramsay, by the way, I got to say, folks, I fucking love Gordon Ramsay. 
I, I worship Gordon Ramsay. I've seen every single episode of Kitchen Nightmares, the UK version, the US version. I've seen way too many seasons of, of Hell's Kitchen, yani more than I should have because that show, I think, like, became crap a few years ago. So I kept watching. I've seen Hotel Hell. Ain't nobody seen Hotel Hell. I've seen every episode of Gordon Ramsay's Hotel Hell. Uh, MasterChef, MasterChef US, MasterChef Kids, MasterChef Australia with Gordon. I love Gordon. Wow, 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 wow. It's, it's mush. Yeah, wow. I fucking love Gordon, okay? So, uh, uh, he's get. let's watch the TikTok first. So that's getting him canceled. Uh, but he, uh, he got, he got some Gen Z's uncomfortable with this. Yum, 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 yum. Which one's going in the oven first? You. Mm. Oh, dude, they're so scared. They're so fucked. Oven time. So, obviously, him going into, like, a, a barn with, like, cute little lambs being like, yum, 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 yum. Who's going to go into the oven first? That wasn't going to go well with a lot of people. Elijah, I think you're going to have... Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. So let's read some of the comments first. This is, I think, the New York Post. Gordon Ramsay's lamb slaughter sparks outrage. How dare you? Celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay is known for his controversial takes and harshly worded critiques. But it's his latest TikTok video that sparked a fresh wave of disgust, despair, and outrage. Ramsay, 55, stunned TikTok followers with his latest upload, which shows him in a pen full of little lambs saying, yummy, yummy, while selecting one to eat. Yummy, yum, 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 he's heard saying in the 28-second clip as he climbs over the fence into the yard. Which one's going in the oven first, he asks, before pointing at one and proclaiming, you. The lamp sauce was still not found in the making of the video he captioned in the clip. I think, look, I think that's so funny. So first of all, let's read some comments first. Gordon, what is this? This is sad. More comments. I like you and all, but you better not be serious. Ramsey playing with fire. Watch out, dude. Gordon, no! Uh, Gordon, don't! They're not old enough! Breaking Hubble, as if they, were, if they were old enough, it's less uh, sad. I, I lost my respect for Gordon after that. Okay, let's talk about vegan news. We, we've been flirting around this topic for a while. First of all, let me give my take. I think it's fine. Obviously, I think it's hilarious. Gordon Ramsay knew he was going to get that reaction. Ooh, second of all, what do you think happens to these animals before like, they get slaughtered? Bro, like these lambs, the condition in which these lambs are living are better, I guarantee you, than like 99% of animals that you eat. Like they're fucking, at least they can run around in that pen. You know, most animals, most pigs are in cages where they can't even move and stand on their legs. Cows stand in their own shit. And that's how you get E. coli and factory farming. Like these lambs, actually, they're, they're living a good life. So, what I want to say, for your take, I know what your take is going to be. Let me, tell me if I got it right. People are such hypocrites. If they eat burgers and they eat chickens and they eat this, why are they getting upset about X? Am I right? No, literally. Okay, but let me tell you why that's kind of fucked up. I agree, this video is fine. I have nothing. It's fucked up, then it shows the realism of it. And no, 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 no. But Skamina, your take is wrong. Because in your mind, like for example. In mind, that's wrong. No. I eat beef and I eat chicken. That's the only these are the only ant that's the only meat I eat. I don't eat anything else. I don't eat lamb. I eat beef and I eat chicken. Does that mean? But I still like to defend animal rights. All other animals except 
Cows and chickens. I agree. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. But so no, for example, the cows and the chickens that I'm eating, bro, were bred for eating. They weren't cows. Yeah, they shouldn't be let, bred. Let me, just, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. Climate they, change. Me they shouldn't be. But I'm going to talk about like, I can't defend this. I'm yeah, a hypocrite. You, exactly. But let me, let me finish. I, I know it's wrong. I know it's fucked up. I know factory farming is, is fucked. But so no, dude, you can breed animals for factory farming. You can, a farm breeds animals to eat. It doesn't have to be factory farming. So I'm in my mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna mitigate the damage. If I just eat chickens and I just eat cows and I focus on that, and I'm not eating horse. I'm not eating lamb. I barely eat any fish. I don't fucking explore. Let me kill a minimum of animals or species of animals as possible. If I see someone abusing a lion, am I not allowed to be like to say that 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 it's fucked up because I eat, I enjoy a fried chicken sandwich every now and then. So. If I eat animals, that means no, that, that, that means all animal cruelty should be fine and is like, yalla, since I'm eating burgers, fucking torture these animals. <laughs> is that where you stand? Because that's <laughs> the sense <laughs> I get from you. Let's say if Taif Hada that kill, uh, kills dogs or abuses dogs, but at the same time, can Alan Mahadra know he's abusing his cat? What would you say about this person? Obviously, obviously he's a He's a, he's a fucking hypocrite. hypocrite. Exactly. He's murdering a pet. He's complaining about another pet. You're literally saying, and I'm with you know, killing kill cows. Uh, I'm not with. I can I can rationalize it. At least, okay, you know what? Like, hey, you rationalize it. Deep down, you know it's wrong, but you want to be okay with it because you love that taste no, no, so no, much. No, no, no. It's fucked up. It's wrong. Okay? I'm sure the fear that a cow experiences before getting murdered, but that cow wouldn't have even been alive unless it was for me to eat it. It's fucked, but humans, uh, to quote Lil Dicky, we just chose to do our hunting more intelligently. Instead of running out into the woods with a fucking stick and, and bow, we don't need to do that anymore. Come here, cow. I'm going to grow you and breed you in. for cooking. Animal breeding, it's like it's bad in the, the greenhouse gases. I know. And it's it's, it's the like the biggest pollutant. I know, I know, but again, I'm not, I'm not defending factory farming. And ideally, if I could eat free range, uh, farm raised beef, grass fed, hormone free. They live a happy life. You know what I mean? Some wagyu where they're massaged. Why the fuck not, bro? I want to improve animal conditions to the max. You know what I mean? I don't even eat pig, and I I eat on Christmas. I I shway. I like I, I I indulge in some in some charcuterie. Red hick, bro. I don't fuck. I, I find pigs way too cute. I don't think it's wrong to like mitigate. Okay, I wanna, I'm going to eat some animals. I'm going to eat a minimal amount of animal. I'm going to limit it to these two species, which are primarily bred just for eating. And I'm going to defend. And I won't, this is fine. I'm not yelling. If, if I were getting angry about this, you could say I'm a hypocrite. It's like the Karol Smeha thing. Animals. Lions are endangered, bro. Are you comparing a lion to a fucking chicken? And no, I'm sorry. Fee fed it. There is a difference. I know all life is equal. But so no. An endangered species like a lion. The king of the jungle is not a chicken. Maybe that. Maybe I'm fucked up for saying that. I'm sorry. That's the truth. A lion is not a chicken. <laughs> I will defend the lion's rights more than I will defend a chicken. No, you don't agree. No. So chickens are equal to lions. Miss equality. they both have feelings. They both feel. Yeah, because he's gonna go back and. It's boneless, boneless bar. It's boneless chicken, uh, right? Then, uh, then yells at us and then DMs. Elijah, you're Guys, vegans. Nobody thinks I'm vegan. But I never told anyone I'm vegan. I'm faking being it, but I'm do. I am trying to convert. So let's start start with that. Do or do not. There is no try. To quote Master Yoda. Yalla, Next, next topic. All right, Gino versus Jadrson. Um Gino, hey, Gino, patron. Gino's been supporting us for a while. It's going to be a little awkward. Gino, you might, I don't know if you're going to cancel your patron, patron after this. 
But so let's talk about this because Gino and Jadrissen got into a big ass Twitter beef, yo. Like the old fashioned kind of Twitter beef sounded that I fucking stay the fuck away from now. And I used to, at one point, I had a phase in my in my Twitter um, career like a couple of years ago before the podcast where I was kind of really obnoxious and I was like kind of anti-woke shway for like a couple months I was kind of trying to be an edgelord it was so cringe and bad uh, I'm very embarrassed about it but anyways I, I, I I'm now way more chill um, yeah now now I, I stay away from Twitter arguments I don't get into any arguments if someone says anything that like remotely upsets me I just block them uh, because now that I have this podcast honestly I don't need twitter as much because i can speak on a topic here and elaborate you're not limited to 140 characters then someone misinterprets you quote tweets you I, I, it's it's really not a place for that anymore for me uh so uh, i don't get into that but oh it's always nice to see a good old-fashioned twitter brawl and bro bro these people went at it and i'm a, look i like gino i obviously he's got his issues we'll talk and i've spoken about that like he yells and he's crazy and all of that it's kind of funny to me like to be honest with you i, I find it funny more than anything Ujad, i like jad listen i think he's a very intelligent dude very well spoken i think he represents a lot of lebanese people who the lebanese youth a lot of people see hope in the guy who, who um so i also like him a lot but let's see what happened let's go over this twiddle battle and uh, and this whole thing started and was instigated because of the stabbing of salman rushdie like a guy rushed the stage and, and stabbed him multiple times uh, because, you know, uh, like this whole thing with he'd written a book in 1988, which like was said some derogatory things, I guess, about like Islam. So the Ayatollah and like uh, and like Iran put a fatwa on him and like literally people have been out to kill him for years and he's been living under like security and stuff. Anyways, he got stabbed. He survived. So Gino starts it off by saying, yo, how can we negotiate with the Hezb? Can you tell us again? Since, you know, Hezeb and Iran are aligned. So in his mind, uh, you know, he Hezeb is in support of killing Salman Rushdie. He then follows, Gino follows it up with this tweet. Or maybe your BFF and fellow <laughs> Asad Bu Khalil can help you explain. Gino's not mincing words coming out like right away. He's tagging. Ambi Sib, Slady, Uheida. Classic Gino. So Jad responds. No, I'm not going to be America or Sibu Menhunik. Uh, gets like a thousand likes compared to Gino's like 18 likes which is already a bad sign so everyone's siding with Jad Gino uh, I don't know who that guy is or you only talk to who Khomeini green lights and in my bathtub in America I made sure a Hizb shit like you never becomes MP wink so again Gino not mincing any words the classic Gino language that we all we've all come to love. Jad Rusin's got some laughing emojis. He says, "Deep mind, like he's saying, hon because it wins a kert nefi, Gino responds, "Must miss atabak. You will never become MP as long as you're up his ass, Jado. No matter how many his accounts clap for you on Twitter." Jad responds, "Yalla kellak shi burger urja al bathtub ukabis on Twitter. Ciao." This was kind of ruthless on both sides. I I just never expected these responses from Jad Rassin. Like, he literally went down to, like, you know, Gino, like, he's like, Yalla, khalas, like, I've never seen Jad talk like that. Gino, can't wait for your next guest. Is it someone from Hadas al-Thawra al-Iraniyya? Zainam in Angry Arab Taba, California. With laughing emojis. Uh, Jad responds. This this keeps going, guys. This is a little bit long. So Jad responds. Gino responds. 
رامز كادي وباسل عريدة وفراس حتوم وجاد بكرم ومستر الجينو قعدنا ساعة نشارع باسيل باحترام عن انه ما في نوى بالخطب للطائفية نص واحد على اثنين يا كمل يا يا اللي عم يعملوا هو انه اذا بكفوا بهالنظام والبلد طاير المهم مستر جينو ما فتح تمه على ساعتين ونص شكله بالاخر وفل هو اذا ب 17 اكتوبر صار عنده لسان مسبات وهبل كنت عمول شخصيه بالمو اوه كنت عمول شخصيه بالمباشر بالمباشر مش على التليفون شايفينك فوق وتحت مستر جينو بيجا بيقول جينو بعدين نقي خيي نكتنا انه انا 14 مارش هلا صرت مع باسيل بيك 1 اتاك لاين دود صاير مثل جهاد الزراعه Jad replies, you are neither, you're just opportunistic and stupid. So Gino responds, tough luck, Jad. Maybe next elections, if Hizb continues its rise, you'll have better chances. And tell Jibran, kiss Ammo when you see him. So it's kind of, what's kind of funny to me is that this is like coming a very classic Twitter. Like at one point, Jad Bilo Chow, I'm leaving. Then he comes back for more. Like they were both just going at it. <laughs> so look, it's, it's, It's not like it's weird. Obviously, look, the fact that Gino's a patron, uh, we love and appreciate it. But I still I'm going to speak honestly here. Uh, I think this was kind of a losing battle for Gino. Like it looks bad for him because a this is coming from someone who's lived in the States for, for 10 years. Um, you do kind of lose my credibility best when you are in the States. Your, th- your, your thoughts and your views on Lebanon kind of lose relevance or, or kind of... You can put less stock in them because you aren't here. And I know Gino like had to like leave. If he comes back, he'll get in all sorts of trouble and shit. So he had his reasons to leave. Absolutely. Doesn't change the fact that being there, like if I were in the States right now doing this podcast and, and trying to comment on Lebanon from the States, it wouldn't hit the same because I'm like, and I would kind of feel shitty, like making fun of people with all the opportunities that, that it, it provides and all that stuff. It, it wouldn't. It doesn't come off like I don't like that. Um, like I don't, come in, Ajad is now Ajad now Gino. We got we, we have to talk about this now. Gino does bring up that Jad is a big is a supporter of Hezbollah that he's kind of apologetic. Now what is Jad Rusin's position? I don't really know it too well. I asked Noor to do some research and she did that. I'll, I'll tell you what Noor told me about it. Basically, Jad can own him in Zaman. He used to be own him. I don't think Gino has ever kind of gotten over that because you know as you guys know, Launiya are allied مع الحزب so uh, a big part of Jad probably you know still maybe agrees with that so Gino I don't think it will ever accept that or, or get over that when um, when Lukman Slim was killed not too long ago Jad Rissin kind of came out and said like hey we don't know who it is maybe it wasn't the Hizb which came in and rubbed a lot of people the wrong way including Gino who to him that was that reinforced uh, the ideal that Jad Rissin is pro Hizb and look I gotta agree like You can't be, you can't sit there and defend the Hizb, I think, in 2022, knowing what we know and like just seeing how the country is. You kind, you kind of have to take a stronger position. But Camina Gino is a bit too extreme because Gino thinks that you, we can get rid of him. Let's just get rid of him. We all need to be against him. How, bro? It's very complicated. It's going to take ages. It's, it's most likely would lead to war. I don't see how you do this without like people getting killed. And I don't think anyone's really willing to do that. So it is kind of easy to say that. So I get why Jad is like, look, let's kind of, you know, let's stay aligned for now and let's figure it out. He's too friendly with them and Gino is maybe too extreme. Who, I, who do I agree with more? Probably Gino. Deep down, I agree with Gino. Definitely. Uh, Hezb is a huge problem. But the way Gino goes about it, 
doesn't make him any friends. That's always been kind of an issue with Gino. Even, even if he stands for the right thing, the way he says things and the way he, he expresses himself makes him more enemies than I think is necessary. I don't think he needed to be this aggressive. People love Jad Rassin. Whether Gino likes it or not, this dude is, you need to work with someone like Jad Rassin because he has such a big influence on, on young people and people listen to him. So if you build an alliance with someone like that, it is way better than to yell at him on Twitter and he's, his tweets are going to get thousands of likes and yours aren't. And it's not about likes. It's obviously not about that. But uh, there's optics. It doesn't look good. You know what I mean? It looks way better for Jad. He comes off looking as the more mature person. Um, even though I don't agree with everything that he says. But with all she, Gino, I don't think he ham if he wins this argument or not. He just like, the yani, head of Gino Bekelshi is just to pass and establish his opinion yeah. and state it out there. Mahamo, what, how it like react, how people react to it? I'm sure because he knows he knows this was a losing battle. He knows going against Jad Rusin on Twitter is a losing battle, and and it clearly was. And and if he cared, he would have deleted the tweets. He just doesn't give a fuck. He just put him up. He got his he got his opinions out there, his idea out there. I just found it funny because it was a good old fashioned Twitter beef. People busted out the popcorn, you know what I mean, and just like, all right, let's see. And and it did not disappoint. Both sides went at it. We got you know haymakers from both sides, some fucking jabs. It's a good classic Twitter debate. Uh, please, if you guys are commenting on the story, be respectful in the comments below. And I got to say, like, Gino's a pretty good sport. Like, we talk about him often. He comes up on the show. He's still, like, watches the show. He's still a patron. Let's see if he's still going to be a patron after this week. But, no, I got to say props. Jad, listen, I, he wouldn't watch the show. because he was, he was nominated for Best ASMR at the Do Not Worry Awards. Uh, but I am also, I am a fan of Jad, listen. So... I would say you guys need to work together because I think, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, you, it's going to be a t very tough battle for Gino to turn Jad into a villain because people really like him and he's well-spoken. Even if he says things that people disagree with, the way he expresses himself is good. People like him. He, he debates things intelligently. All right, now that we got that landmine out of the way, uh, let me give you guys some movie recommendations. It's been a while. I want to talk about this because, you know, th there's nothing coming out of the scene. Everything's getting fucking banned. So if you want to go out to the movies and watch something, you almost have no options, to be completely frank. So there's actually a couple of movies that are out on streaming. Can you stream them, Bilibnin? If you have a VPN, sure. One of them is on Hulu. The other one is on Amazon. No, uh, Disney Plus, Prey. Oh, Prey's on Disney Plus? Yeah. Awesome, because it is a whole... Okay, so if you have Disney Plus, you can watch Prey. 13 Lives was supposed to work on Amazon Prime, and I have my sister's Amazon Prime. It just wasn't available in the territory, so I had to get creative and stream it some other way. So get creative. But let's talk about these two movies. So, so let's start with Prey. So Prey is on Disney Plus. It is a prequel uh, to Predator. If you guys know the Predator movies, it's basically this, like, the, the original Predator movie. You have... Arnold Schwarzenegger and a bunch of like really buff soldiers in a jungle and they're fighting this like alien from outer space that is like the ultimate predator it was it has evolved to be the ultimate killing machine and it learns from every apex predator that it kills and gets stronger so this is a prequel this is a story of a young Native American girl in her tribe uh, trying to like she comes across one of these things in like the 1700s and she has to kill it and it's this coming of age story it's this girl trying to prove to herself that she can do it prove it to her tribe to her village that she can accomplish things so the movie's directed by Dan Trachtenberg the guy who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane 10 Cloverfield Lane by the way it's a, it's, a, it's a very good movie I, I really liked 10 Cloverfield Lane and he did this like honestly this should have been out in movies but said no because the last Predator movie that they dropped completely bombed they put this out on streaming. Watch this. It's 90 minutes. It's a great action movie. 
Um, it's uh, the the story is simple. It's not convoluted. I really liked it. I thought the performances were great. That lady, I, I don't know the actress's name, is such a badass. I loved the design and the look of the Predator. The practical effects. There was some questionable CGI with some of, some of the animals. That's fine. Animal violence. We don't want that. So a really good movie. Really lean and mean. Badass 90-minute action film. And you're out. You're going to have a good time. And I enjoyed it so much that I went back and rewatched Predator. I rewatched Predator 2, and I rewatched Predators, which came out like 12 years ago. So underrated. Watch Predators. It is so fun. Predators with an S at the end. So good. So literally, like this, I had like, this gave me three other movies to go back and rewatch. Another movie that I just came out of nowhere. I saw a tweet about this, and right away I hopped online to watch it. 13 Lives, directed by Ron Howard. Ron Howard makes has made a lot of iffy movies. You know, his career has been a bit up and down, but he is a legendary and very adept filmmaker this is based on a true story which i honestly hadn't heard about so apparently three years ago 13 little thai boys like a soccer team of thai boys got stuck in a cave like they went into a cave with their coach it was 12 soccer players and their coach so 13 people in total they go into this cave it starts raining like crazy it floods the cave so these kids are trapped in the cave and the water levels aren't going to go away for like months so if they can't come out of that cave, they're going to fucking die. So at first, everyone thought they were dead. Two English divers managed to swim through it, which was very difficult. They find the boys alive. Again, this is all a true story. And they recreated how they found them. They redid the whole... It's so nice. And then they have to figure out a way to get these kids out. And these kids, most of them don't know how to swim. And they have to dive underwater for like six hours in a tight, dark, fucking scary, dangerous-ass cave. And these kids have never swam before. So how do they do it? And this is kind of a minor spoiler, but you know, it's based on a true story. They had to sedate the kids. You know, the divers literally shakun, like Ibertain, like Valium or whatever. They gave them a Xanax. The kids would fall asleep. Then they put their like oxygen masks on, tied their hands, literally transported them underwater as if they were a package. It was the first time anyone attempted to sedate anyone underwater. They were that desperate to try to save them because there was no other way. And like it stars Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen. You got some badass fucking actors. You got men, men being men. Like you got, like it's really like they got this problem that they got to solve, and you got these badass dudes who got to solve the fucking problem. It's it's two and a half hours long, but it doesn't. It didn't feel like it. And as soon as the movie was done, I started watching documentaries about the true story, interviews with the survivors. I just wanted to, to dig deeper into this, but this is the most fascinating rescue story i've ever seen in, or like in a very long time and like during the movie i would pause the movie and then start googling the actual event so not the fact that i'm telling you that everyone survives some, there there was a casualty a diver did die but it's like all of the kids and their coach they all survived that does not make the movie any less stressful to watch because when you're watching them sedating them with the fear that these divers were experiencing they're like dude if i fuck up this kid's gonna die like insane Vigo Mortensen I love seeing I love Vigo Mortensen and Colin Farrell the jazz actors seeing them just play these regular dudes just like regular British guys like divers it wasn't like a fussy or crazy like over-the-top performance great movie very well directed I highly highly recommend both of these movies if you've got nothing to watch uh you cannot go wrong with any of these pictures the Basla Ahdar sounds amazing I didn't watch it which one 13 Lines. it's so good man Anjad it's so so good so if you got nothing to watch, uh, hit him. What else we got? Ooh, okay, let's do. So as you guys know, I've been recently very obsessed with French people 
trying out Malik Tawu, uh, talking about it and stuff. By the way, Ikhtar she's moving to France in like two weeks. So as about like to videos trying Malik Tawu France, we can. Yes, we might need. We I might have to uh, ask her to do that for us. Uh, here, so we uh, I saw this on Lebanese Cringe. They posted this lady. Her name is Fit Claire. Now I gotta say though, it is kind of cringe. Here she's eating Bouzid Bashir, but she's also kind of adorable and so sweet. Like I can't find find this cringe. But you know, here, let's see. She's eating Bashir. Marhaba, kifkum liom anais meklair waishe bi Fransa ou pakesh wait lebnane. Aujourd'hui, je vais tester les meilleures glaces libanaises au monde, les glaces de la famille Bashir, et ils ont deux glaciers à Paris. Ana mabsutaliom lan ana ra'ek kol el bouzal lebnane. Hello, salafikum bi Bashir. Allez, je passe la commande. Etza betrid bat de bouza bhashta uaret. Allez, c'est parti pour la dégustation. Sartène. Bro, she's adorable, man. You know what I mean? Shoutaibel bouzalem nani et Des glaces bio et 100% naturelles, ni œuf ni crème, mais du lait et de la sève de pistachier qui lui donne cette texture élastique et si particulière. Chou et quel taquel le nani el mofadali. Bye bye, um have salimé. She's adorable, man. Like a 10-year-old girl trying to speak. Yeah, like it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so like innocent. So like I don't know, man. I can't cringe at this. She's literally basanjed like Bashir. You need to step up your game. I'm not being a Chou, hey, bro. It looks so fucking good. Bro, bahdali, man. So this is her actually eating like. Some shawarma and some kebabs. Kamena. Aujourd'hui, je vais manger libanais à Paris. Chou et quel tac elle l'ebnenie elle moufadale. Moufadale, c'est le shawarma lahmé ou le shawarma djej. Du coup, j'ai commandé un shawarma poulé. C'est un sandwich libanais garni de sauce, taboulé, cornichon et de viande. L'homme en a ra et cool el shawarma ma taouk. Sartén. C'est vraiment bon. Quelle autre spécialité libanaise faut-il que je teste Chou taïbé le shawarma. Why does Lebanese food barra look better than Lebanese food, Juan? Like, sure, man, no, come on, it's good. Hey, it's good. Like, Juan, like, man, the presentation, my wallet, Minkran, she's making a video about it. Hey, hey. Buzid Bashir, Batia, Buzid Bashir, Anna, Meira, Mabtitekel. But hatta hal Buzid, I'm alfia Joz, it's disgusting to me. I don't like Ashta, I don't eat Ashta ice cream. I'm a chocolate halib, I'm a pebble miskim, I'm a halib, Kayana classic. She said something, let me just hear it. Uh, like, hello, Lekun, what did she say? Hello, Salafikun, Bibashir. Hello, Salafikun. Hello, that's, dude, that's so cute. That's so cute. So here she is, she's, dude, she's huge. She's got 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Menne se mafia. God bless you, Claire. But you know that's not why we're here. We want more Malakat Tawu. Uh, I'm going to be doing this every week. I told Noor I want new Malakat Tawu. I want new French people eating Malakat Tawu every week. Mafi. Khalas. Hone anna shu, shu fi hon. Bonjour, je voudrais un Tawu, s'il vous plaît. Et ahla ou sahla, bébé. Sandwich, voilà, menu. Menu, frite et boisson. Très bien. Servez-vous en boisson. C'est prêt dans une minute. Mona, un nikta la billet. Coco Macmac. Oh my god, that was so lame. That was horrible. I hope Malik Tawu didn't pay for this. I think they might have. I think I'm pretty sure they did. This that was so lame. Malik Tawu, show help partnership. Hey, Daya, guys. Come on. That's horrible. Horrible content. Okay, what do we got? But the regular review, but the Hadan Ambie Kul Malik Tawu. Hey, toi là, est-ce que tu aimes la cuisine libanaise? J'ai une adresse pour toi et pas des moindres. C'est la chaîne du premier street food libanais en Europe. Elle a deux adresses à Paris que je te communiquerai en fin de vidéo.
Le rapport qualité-prix est imbattable, avec possibilité de prendre des menus. Les sandwichs sont très goûteux. Le sandwich Taouk est au top avec une crème d'ail excellente. La saucisse du sandwich Makanek est super. Makanek Il est goûteux. Le beef burger préparé à la libanaise est un gros kiff. J'ai terminé sur ce flan libanais léger et agréable, parfait pour une fin de repas. Maintenant, arrête toutes tes fast-foods sans intérêt. Ici, c'est le goût, le vrai. On a fait un gros kiff là, c'était goûteux. Taïm, that, uh, that solves that. Bah, on a quand même cher les folks. We don't know about that. So, uh, speaking of Lebanese people abroad, Malik al abroad, uh, all, this, uh, all this sort of thing. Anna, another, uh, there was a Maronite Lebanese festival in Ottawa, Canada that took place over the last few days and they've been tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah, Lebanese Maronites in Ottawa have gone together uh, to celebrate being Lebanese and being Maronite. And they've been releasing videos on Twitter. So uh, here, first, uh, you can see some kids, you can see some crowds, folks, look at that. They mentioned in one of their tweets that this is the biggest crowd they've ever had. Shufu Halibnaniye, Bihal Canada. Mute and Tandak, you know what I mean? Shway, music was. Shufu, Shufu, Malla Ajalik, Shufu, Killa Halibnaniye, Bi Ottawa, Bi Canada. Fuq Bada Al Alam, Fuq Bada, Fianna Tantet, Fianna Ras. So that's not really, you know, the cool part. What I like is that first of all, so here, here's their here's their Twitter page. First of all, Lebanese diaspora. It is a view from Lebanese outside Lebanon, Maronite Christian. So if you're not Maronite Christian, fuck you. You're not fucking welcome. I feel happy 2021. 2021. <laughs> so first, so here, here's a video. Day five of the Maronite Lebanese festival in Ottawa. We broke our record for longest Lebanese sandwich today. 29 meters. We got to go to banks with a shotgun to pay for, for operations. So here, here's a video. Day five of the Maronite that's it, folks. See how simple life is abroad? Don't you want to go to Ottawa? Don't you want to live in Ottawa? Participate? Bro, where my can I in a mishbas? Are they doing the longest Lebanese sandwich? Folks, there's the annual Tabule competition. Day four of the Maronite Lebanese festival. Fun afternoon activities, including our annual tabule competition, folks. Have you ever seen it? Look at this. Hype up the crowd. There's a hype man. on loop. The guy with the mic. It doesn't matter what the guy is yelling on the mic. No one's moving, bro. No one gives a fuck about this taboo. Look at that in the red. Like, why would anyone attend this willingly? 
Like, would you attend this? Like, bro, bro, bro. I mean, I lab, bro. Yeah, okay. keep me the f- This is for people who haven't assimilated very well because they're new to Canada. Yeah, Like, that's literally, like, it's the people who watch Nimr's comedy online. They're the ones who go to something like this. Mainly. Shubachi fireworks. Night five of the Mennonite Lebanese festival ends with Blessed Virgin Mary procession and fireworks. Who wouldn't want that? You know what I mean? I know when I think festival, I think Virgin Mary procession. So you bring a piece of Lebanon with you to Ottawa. Fireworks come in. I shoot Hindi man. Cake, Ottawa sandwich, Lebne, Tabule competition, feu d'artifice, feu d'artifice. Shoot, shoot, شوفوا الاجواء احلى اجواء عندنا باوتوا ولا احلى اجواء بحس هيك الاستراليه بيعملوا كثير كمان بحس باستراليا بيعملوا كمان فيستيفال لبنانيه انا جست فاوند ذس فيري اميوزنج كايند اوف هيك جست بزار يو نو وات اي مين اتس جست انذر يعني ريمايندز مي وين اي واز ان ذا ستيتس اي جوت انفايتد تو سم ويرد شيت لايك ذات سو اي وود اولويز لايك ساي نو وان تايم وان تايم اي ونت تو سمثينج ريموتلي سيميلر وقت كان في مظاهرات طلعت لحدكم اتس رايت بيفور اي موفد باك تو لبنان سو اي وانت تو جو Just one time, just like, I think it was protest outside of the embassy. Bro, it was so cringe. There was all these Lebanese people who then a bunch of us got together and had lunch together because they were just happy. I was like, oh, fuck. It was just weird. I don't like this kind of thing. Like, I don't really hang out with other Lebanese people when I'm in the States. Uh, I think final topic, final topic. We're almost at the end, folks. There's a new anti-gay page on Instagram. There's a new page. Here we go. Here. Let's, let's open this shit up and let's check this out. That 272 followers. Hashtag error. And it's all about gayness. So, honey, we have... And you have two. I love the visuals. I'm like two plugs. That are, you know, they can't go in because they're like two penises. You can't have, this doesn't work. I love the graphic design on this whole fucking thing. Uh, like to counter these and a visual showing a car with a dulab circle, dulab square. And then it's a Sierra if it's a straight couple. Ah, come on, really? Okay, whatever the fuck, forget this. We have another one coming Coming soon. They were teasing the page, coming soon. Which is kind of crazy. We have another one. Puzzle pieces. Error, error. Two pieces of the puzzle. Hey, look at that. Two, two of the same piece. They can't work together. How are you supposed to complete the puzzle like that? Or how about this? Magnets. Positive, positive doesn't work. Negative, negative. Magnets don't. Uh, you got to have, you know, the opposite ends to attract. They're also spending money. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Apparently, this isn't Saida. Saida, yeah. So whoever this is, they hail from Saida. Saida, by the way, which is like very poor, if I'm not mistaken, a very poor area. This is what they're spending their money on. Fucking billboards, yo. With the puzzle and the breeze graphics. And then, Folks, on Thursday... There is a legit uh, the question the, the question that the Mu'tamar is going to pose a shudud tabi'i am inhiraf. Walla Saida bacon ktir fad and this is the caption. Hey, the Khamis launa bil Mu'tamar baladiyat Saida li nafham shuhu al tabi'i wal mish tabi'i hashtag mish tabi'i hashtag error. 
I would honestly love to go to this Mu'tamar, but I feel like they would murder us. Like, we wouldn't be safe. Like, if you go there to speak out against what they're saying and to, like, defend uh, homosexuality. Rest in pieces. I think we're going to get murdered, so... Tamlouli block on Instagram. I don't comment. Honestly, I didn't even want to comment because they're too funny and I don't want to be blocked. Like, I want this page to... to at least just... I want to see what they keep doing for a while because I don't want this to lead to anyone getting hurt. Anyways, not that this is going to... Who's this going to convince? Anyways, it's just funny. The graphic design, to me, I found funny. And with all that said, folks, we have reached the end of our, I think, very long episode. Nobody, if it was kind of stacked, it's good luck editing this, Elijah. At least you're going to be editing this week. I edited last week's episode, folks. I did everything last bye week. On, if on. you guys enjoyed last week's episode, it's because it had an extra Anthony touch that's been missing for quite some time here. Uh, thank you for joining us. By the way, at this point... Like, uh, this is episode 67. I think there are now more episodes with the interns than without the interns. So, like, now, the podcast, I feel, is... Uh, After this month ends, because I'm not sure, Mark. I have done... I've, I've still had to do a couple of solo episodes. So, technically, if we were to count them, I may have more solo. But I know anyone who subscribed to the channel, who subscribes to the channel now, only knows it with you guys. Like, it would be weird for them if I'm alone. So, yeah, hopefully next week, Noor will be back. And we might have a special surprise guest next week, someone we love very much on this channel. Uh, let me just take a second to thank our God-tier patrons once again, because we could not do this without them. Jessica Ann, Melting Around, Muhammad Zain, and Muhammad Namani. Thank you so much. And Melting Around, by the way, who uh, you know chose to remain anonymous on here. But thank you so much. And uh, brand new patron, Fabian Boumoussa. Thank you so much for joining. We love you. Uh, Ahmad and Lamia, Fadi Muerzil, 69ing Monkeys. Uh, Danny Karam, Andrew G, Firas Abu Fakhir, Ziad Mgarbil. Thank y'all. Enzo, Anjad, we could not do this without you guys. Patreon has been such a big help. Uh, we've built such a big community on there. I really thought I would have like five patrons. So to see all you guys out there supporting us, it's making such a big difference with the interns, with the vlogs, with the documentaries, with the equipment, everything. Anjad, your help doesn't go unnoticed. Like the video, leave a comment, you know. We love your engagement. Subscribe to the channel, help me get to 10K. That would be kind of nice. And uh, don't forget, episode 69 coming up pretty soon with the Do Not Worry Awards. We'll let you guys know how you can vote. Uh, do not worry, folks. Do not worry.